Well, good afternoon. This is Skip Hamilton with Flow of the Grind, where we speak about the grind of life and the flow of coffee. Here's the thing. With um, every day trying to work through life's issues, one of the things that we are all looking to do is a way of doing less and obtaining more. Well, when you focus in as I'm focusing in on a business model or a brand or a way of doing things, someone always comes up to you and has something that they feel is so much more interesting, let alone what you feel is interesting. They come to you and they lay it out and they present it to you. And rightly so. The only way you can obtain more is by showing more well for the past 45 years I have been the mouse in search of my cheese and coming to realize after these 45 day uh, 45 years how I've shortchanged myself and do you remember those, those, those government cheese? You go out and you get the block of cheese and it doesn't melt, it doesn't slice, it doesn't cut, it doesn't grate. It's hard as a rock. Flavors taste like cardboard. But anyway, that was the government cheese. And that's what happened to me over these past 45 years. I was chasing cheese. I was looking for what they call brie, that soft, delightful, fluffy, almost liquid cheese. And I was getting that government block rock. And the reason being is it wasn't any fault of anybody else's except my own. Remember, I'm the mouse in search of cheese. And we all know that cheese is what? money, lifestyle, trappings of life. Well, that's where the mousetrap comes in because those are the ideas of getting to that end result. Well, each and every time I would come up with an idea and I would work through that idea for business, here comes somebody to present something else to me. Multi-level marketing, network marketing, um, business proposals of sorts, book signings, book writings, book deals, movie ventures, whatever. Invest here, invest there. Find this, find that. And it all looked good. It all did look good. However... It wasn't really me. Because if it was, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast about this at this point in time. It probably would have been later on in life or it would have been a different subject matter. Because, of course, an entrepreneurial spirit is one that cannot be quenched or extinguished. It can be um, less fueled, if you will. It can be put on a back burner and set to simmer 
But when you have a high burning entrepreneurial flame, oh my goodness, you're burning up everything. Well, let me tell you folks, early on, I didn't like the taste of coffee. It was horrid. It was rude. It was very acidic. It was, oh, all kinds of negativities. However, it tantalized my nose. It smelled wonderful. The aroma of what they say, the aroma of, of God's sending those, that aroma up into the ethers, the stratosphere, the bedroom where you sleep. Man, oh man, such a beautiful fragrance. Well, I still didn't obtain the desire to consume the sludge, the mud, the acid. I'd rather have water or nothing than drink a cup of coffee. It wasn't until I would say really two and a half years, three years ago, maybe even four, that I started 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 to acquire a taste for coffee. And it really wasn't coffee the way a lot of people take coffee a scoop of sugar, a little creamer, that type of thing. It was lattes and, oh, well, whatever the rest of them are, um, cappuccinos and anything except espresso or black. It had to be sweet and creamy. <laughs> you know, folks, I didn't even like coffee ice cream. But later on, I started acquiring a taste for this mahogany goodness. I'm not going to call it black because if you really look at it, it's a rich, dark mahogany color when brewed. So I started to develop this flavor or this taste for this, this flavor of coffee and Attached with the aromas, so you know taste and smell are basically one within the same. Because if you can't smell your food, you can't really taste it. If you can't taste it, you can't smell it. You know, all, all that kind of stuff, olfactory and, and, and gustatory um, considerations. So I developed this, this taste for the coffee. And before I got into... The, the coffee heavy I started really working on a business model and because I was spending my money elsewhere I said well what am I going to utilize to make money for myself so I started going through the various products that people spend their money on because that's one of the things that you're taught well what are somebody already spending their money on if they're spending their money elsewhere they'll spend it with you if they're reading other material, they read your material. All of the keys, right, in marketing. So I was at my 9 to 5 job, my 10 to, 10 to 6, whatever you want to call it, my, um, my job. And in the process of doing my job, it came to my head and said, what is it that you are spending your money on that other people are spending their money on? And you can 
possibly make something out of it. So I went through all of that and then I thought about my hobbies and my side desires. And one of those was cigars. So I said, well, what am I going to, how can I make my cigar different than anybody else's? So I thought about it and I thought even harder. And, you know, you're hearing me say I thought about it, thought about it, because this is exactly how, how you process this information. You have to think. It's a shame that people don't use their minds for other, other things than just trying to f- trigger other people and figure out how to, how to develop things that aren't right. So I, I, I utilized my mind and I thought about it. I said, okay, people love three things. They love the smell of coffee. They love the smell of chocolate. They love the smell of cinnamon. Quite frankly, when you go into anybody's house during the winter months, if they're doing hot chocolate, you smell it. If they're doing tea, it's usually robios, orange, or some kind of a cinnamon or hibiscus. If they're with a Lipton, if you want to say uh, a, um, a regular tea or a, a green tea, or they're doing something with cinnamon, okay? So, so, so chocolate, cinnamon, and coffee are three powerful fragrances that stimulate thought in people. Because when I started speaking about cinnamon, I know, and then I said going into people's house, I know your mind went back to when you went into somebody's house or went to the stores and you smelled the aroma of apple cider with a cinnamon stick in it, or you smelled the aroma of hot chocolate, or you were walking down a New York City street and you had the aroma of roasted chestnuts and coffee. That's it, man. (laughs) Those fragrances really knock you into uh, what, what they would call a trance, where your mind goes back to various points in time or fast forwards to to the ideas of, hey, when I get off of work, I'm going to have me this. Or if I get over to my buddy's house, I'm going to have that. Or if I get to my girlfriend's house or my boyfriend's house in in a romantic setting, we're going to have that and we're going to snuggle up. And I mean, that's what it does. So I came up with those three fragrances, those three aromas, those three tastes. And I commingled them, combined them, twisted them around in my head, and I said, hey, I'm gonna come up with a cigar blend. So what I did was I called around to several cigar rollers and I asked them if they could do this, that, and a third. And it was only one individual, and I'm gonna plug him on this, on this, um, on this podcast. The cigar roller, my cigar roller. Fernando is a wizard and a genius when it comes to rolling tobacco into those flavorful, flavorful sticks and those pleasurable products called cigars. He's located in, in Florida, by the way. Anyway, when I got in contact with him, he said, sure, I'll send you the samples. 
so that you know what I can do. Man, one of the best things I did was meet Fernando, and he took care of me over the last several years. And we rolled the, he rolled the cigars, and he infused them with chocolate, cinnamon, and coffee flavor. And I called it the Triple C. It was a 6x60, six 6-inch six cigar by 60 ring gauge. And to smoke this thing was no effort, no burning. The, the flavor settled on your tongue and your palate. It was just delightful. So I did that for a while. And I learned a little bit about what that was... Um, going to do in business but then things started to turn around not for the better but things just started happening and as I was marketing my cigars people would come up to me hey I got this I got that I got another what do you have I have a way for you to do your marketing I have a way for you to get to the next level of of your processes I have this I have it mouse traps and remind remember I am the mouse so I took a bite of their cheese it wasn't delightful matter of fact it was dry and it wasn't even that government cheese it was just horrible for my business so I left it alone and then somebody else comes to me with an idea of another MLM and they flashing their rings and they're flashing their cards and they're flashing mousetrap understand what I'm saying when I'm saying a mousetrap it's it is a tempting image and an easy target to pick up and get um, that what you're going after which is for everybody money finances, a different way of life, a better way of life, an easier way of getting to what you want. And so I looked at it, got involved in it, and all it was was a trap to take me away from my focus. So now we're going to speed this up a little bit more because of the fact that I don't want to draw it out and, and make you bored with the story, but I'm letting you know that these things are out here. And this is one of the reasons why we as people can't get ahead in our business and some people can I mean because here's the thing look at Henry Ford Henry Ford developed a Model T if he decided to not deal in the processes in which he dealt or he didn't move in the way that he saw fit you wouldn't have a Ford Mustang or Ford F-150 or any of those out there you would have probably what a whatever something other than a Ford Imagine if Thomas Alpha Edison didn't focus in on, on that light bulb and somebody said, hey, I got a better way of doing this thing. Do this this way, take this candle and put it over there or take this and put it over there. And he didn't focus in and have his assistant focus in on those filaments. We wouldn't have the incandescent light bulb today. So what I'm saying is, if you really truly want to become successful in what it is that you're doing, don't let anybody 
put you on the hamster wheel or don't pay attention to those mousetraps. Because if you do, you won't get what it is you truly are looking to get. So doing that, I had stuck my head in the, in the mousetrap several times over the past 45 years. Had I stayed focused on, on one product, one process, one program, one directive, my own, hey, Elon Musk and I would probably be in, in, in neck and neck for the space race. But that's how it is. He focused in on what he focused in. You know what? Here's another example for you. In the early 80s, no, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, computers were coming up and coming up fast. And before that, you were able to order computers and build the computers. It was a kit that you had to purchase for what they call now your iPhones or your desk Macs or MacBooks or whatever they are. It was their product and it was a little square box and you had to put the motherboard in and you had to put the memory in and all the kind of stuff. A cousin of mine's husband built one. And as a matter of fact, he's the one who asked me, do I know what an entrepreneur is? I didn't know what an entrepreneur was from a, a brain surgeon. But he explained it to me and he told me, and, and he's pretty good at what he does. So continuing on with the story, folks, it wasn't until I stopped trying to really market my cigars and push my cigars because people were utilizing um, trickery, if you will. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I want it. And it was bad business on my part because I spoke with a good friend of mine who said, hey, that was bad business. You should have gotten your deposits up front because once you get enough deposit on a single order, people don't want to lose their money. I said, "Okay, cool. So drinking coffee, right? It's a stimulant. And... It's a weight loss. It can be used for late uh, weight loss. It can use for be used for cleansing. It, it has many uses, okay? Um, and because I started acquiring a taste for coffee, it became a passion of mine. Because mind you, as you're going through your life and you're trying to find your center, either if it's talking or, or presenting or working or whatever, whatnot, what have you. It is, what's your passion? So when I finally found my passion on coffee, lo and behold, start working on my brand and start building my brand. Here comes somebody from my past. A, I got a way that I believe in. That if you do this this way, you don't have to worry about anything ever again in life. Now, mind you, they said it to me. Then somebody that I never even knew and I just met, they in conversation said the same thing. 
And then somebody at my my job, all three of them have this prop, this mousetrap. But guess what? I learned my lesson. I'm not sticking my head in there. I'm focusing in on my branding. I'm focusing in on my work. I'm focusing in on my passion. And I'm going to let them do theirs. You know, the kids you always say, you do you, I'll do me. Well, guess what, folks? I'm doing me. Skip Hamilton. And what I want you to do or take away from this is try not to be a mouse. Try not to look at the better mouse trap. Because each time you do, you take your focus off of you and your desires and your passions, and then you get lost chasing that cheese. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to chase the cheese. It's worth it to chase your dream, your passions, your desires, what you were built for. Because look at this. If a mouse goes to a rat trap, right, and gets through that mouse trap, that, that rat trap, his body isn't long enough to get caught by the bar. His tail might. Now he's in pain. He can get loose. If a rat goes to a mouse trap to get the cheese off the mouse trap, he, the only thing that can probably get in there is his nose or the top of his head. And the bar comes down and, and pops up on those things. He can get out of it. But he's got pain. The mouse traps that are set up for you is to create pain for you. Because what happens is you decide that you are, are focusing in over here. The mousetrap is set right next to your, your goal and you take your eye off that goal and you go to that, that cheese and the mousetrap and boom, the bar comes down and busts bust your head. Now you got a headache. Okay, so I just wanted you to know that there are mousetraps they're better mousetraps and they're more sophisticated mousetraps. What you have to do is be smarter than the average mouse trapper. Go around those mouse traps and stay focused on your goals. Find your passion, search your dreams, and you too may be another Elon Musk. or anyone else that is in the upper echelon of earnings in this world. And remember, the hustle is nothing without the flow of the grind. And this is Skip Hamilton with Flow of the Grind. And I want to thank you today for watching. I'm sorry, from listening. And follow me on YouTube, Flow of the Grind. Follow me on my group in Facebook, Flow of the Grind. Come back here and listen to me rant and rave on Flow to Grind. Because nothing you do, you can do without grinding it out. The grind of life is always rewarded from the flow of the grind. Okay? All right. Now listen.
Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll be back with some more to say. Take care and enjoy.